words appear. The email addresses and groups mentioned in this program are no longer available. The Blind Handyman Group does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io. To join, send a blank email to blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. That's blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. Alternatively, you can join our Blind Handyman Facebook group. Links will be in the description box below. Handyman Show, recorded at the Little Ranch House on Southwood Drive in Lufkin, Texas. This is show number 46. It is. And it's July 29th, 2003. For the next hour, we're going to talk about building, repairing, and maintaining, all designed with the blind in mind, of course. Here are the hosts for today's show, Don Shaw. Hi, Tom. It is designed with the blind in mind. You better believe it. Don Patterson's here today. Yes, sir. From one house closing to another, I hope. We appreciate you being here, sir. (laughs) My name's Tom Houston, but now here's the creator and the producer of the Blind Handyman Show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Joe Paul. I'm sorry. I, I just, you know, is there an I echo in here? An echo in here. Echo. What's wrong with my microphone? Now there it is. There you are. Come on, Tom. Turn his mic up a little. Well, well, turn me down. I was going to turn the creator off. No, no, the creator will spike you. It's uh, it, it, there's a lot of lot of uh, different people have turned me off. <laughs> a lot of women. Hang on, I get the windscreen. I've heard that. Look at my microphone. Windscreen. I'm too old to care. I'm too old to care. But uh, are you moved, Don? Tell us, tell us, Don. Are you successfully? Well, we sold the warden's house, and so we moved back in my house, uh, which uh, was all is was also for sale, and mm-hmm. now I've sold it. So I'm going to wind up renting my own house. Your own house. My own house. Well, there's always the wood shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. But we're moved uh, part way. You know, just we're on our way out to uh, out to, to uh, Canyon they, Creek at some, blo- some well, point. I think they call it Bear Claw. Bear Claw. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm big chief Bear Claw. <laughs> chief Bear Claw. So you all moved. Well, I'm glad you finally sold those houses. I, I am too. It was time. It was really time, and it was. Uh, it's strange that it came down within probably a less than a month of each other, since her house had been on the market about almost headed for its second year, and mine 
just barely six months. So. Well, it'll be interesting. Yeah. When you build the new house, it'll be interesting because we'll have lots of, I mean, we'll never work uh, uh, want for subjects then. That's we? true. Uh, yeah, well, there's uh, start. I think uh, the bulldozer guy is standing by, as they say. Are you kidding? No, he's ready. He said, tell that guy to come out here. I'm going to tell me what to clear off. So. Ready to roll out. Man. Are you serious? I mean, the guy's ready to go. Yeah, he's, uh, and, and uh, the builder's got the plans. I think we'll be able to go to the bank. Oh. Thursday or Friday, and then very good. Away we yeah. go. I'll be darned that fast. That's Get good, that uh, concrete slab down before that rain sets in. That's a rebound. Yeah, I, I built both these things. I built this building and the house over yonder. We built in January. That's uh, not probably good. the worst time oh, for concrete. It, it is the worst time. We poured them both in January, but anyway. They're both high and dry. Well, let's see. We have uh, those of you who are on the list. Those of you who are not on the list, shame on you. You should be on our handyman list. It's quite active. And we have a new list to tell you about. We're, I guess everybody knows by now we're doing another show called Blind Like Me that immediately follows. If you're listening on ACB Radio and it's the right time, it's if it's July of 2003, <laughs> we're, we're going to be on a bunch of radio reading services. That's where we're saying it. We so are. We, so we're doing this show called Blind Like Me. So we now have a list. It just, it's... Uh, Blind like me at yahoogroups.com, right? Blind like me at yahoogroups.com. Dash, dash, dash subscribe, subscribe at yahoogroups.com, actually. And this is a list where we talk about everything. Where we just This is a general... Man, the sky's you know, the limit. Just yeah. anything anybody would want to talk about. Well, by golly, I need yeah. to sign up for that, Rascal, because with the two lists I'm on already, I had about 800 emails in my thing, so <laughs> I can't hardly wait to get signed up. You need to do one more. Mine as well. I thought you told Shaw to delete you from the... <laughs> well, I, I thought he was going to put you me are in no the sleep mail, mode. No mail. Is he no mail? Is he got yeah. no mail? Well, this other one, I need to get him to so. do the same thing. Cause, uh, don't don't uh, on the on the mini mini <laughs> list. But yeah, the new list, man, is a good act. I think it's going to be a good active list. Got yeah. a lot of conversation, a lot of BS. And what we're it's looking just, for, p- partially, what we're looking for is subjects and people for blind like me. And Walter Grimes, I got your email, and I'm on call. I'll be in touch in a day or two. I've got three, four, five shows ahead. And I just haven't had time, but I'll I'll get to you. Now, second order of business is this darn cruise that I'm trying to put together that I still do not. I just talked to Alicia, my travel agent. I have witnesses. You heard me. I you? Heard we did. You heard you. Well, I he said it was Alicia. We it was Alicia. I swear <laughs> it was. It looked like uh-huh. Alicia. Uh, Alicia's, in, Alicia's really cool now. Alicia has an office in Lufkin and New York. It's great. But uh, uh, where she's supposed to be getting things together, and everybody that's on the list, on either list, will get an email telling you uh, about prices and all that kind of thing. And let me just tell you, it's it is a brand new ship. It's a big ship, great big thing out of New Orleans, 29th of um, 29th of uh, February, February, and through the 7th of March. And I swear, by this time next week, we'll have a, a commercial done on it, and we'll have prices and everything. I just, it's just been busy. I've been helping Pat move. Things no, coming together. Uh, <laughs> I speak with <laughs> Not a thing that well, I live on. I told you all not to do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, he said I was, was going to have a stroke. He said I was going to save 2500 on the move and spend 60000 recovering. Yeah, recovering. On a, you know, going to have a stroke moving out there in 100-degree weather. Come on, Don, get you into that couch. <laughs> yeah. Ah, but we got it done. Yes, I understand, you guys. I, you know, if you were, if you were, anyway. 
It's all moved, and that's all it matters. That's all. And it's you'll a be done moving. Deal. You're moving in cool weather next time you move. So but we're hoping the guy said give him four months. So if he starts, gets here the first of August or so, say August, September, October, November, maybe at least by January one. We could be singing silver bells. Oh, so I'd love to spend the, Christmas there. I'd love to spend. It'd be nice. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? All right, uh, we'll get to, let's see, we did the cruise, we did the new list, that's Yahoo Groups, uh, I mean, Blind Like Me at Yahoo Groups, subscribe, subscribe, Blind Like Me dash subscribe at Yahoo Groups dot com. And what's our yeah. other ones? The other one is Blind Handyman, blind handyman. At, uh, at subscribe, dash subscribe. at Yahoo Groups dot com if you're not on it. And the cruise <laughs> is coming up, what else do we have? It here? is, and send, yeah, while we're doing this, you might as well send your email, if you have some email to send us, to blindhandyman at hotmail dot com. Yeah, Very good, Don John. We aren't getting much email. And I'm a little hurt because you folks aren't cooperating and we're sick. We're coming to your homes. We need that mail. That's blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Is that right? That's it. Okay. You got it. Speaking of email. Speaking of email. Yes. Yes. My name is Chuck. No, my name's Tom Houston. My name is Chuck (laughs) Atkins, and I'm director of operations, whatever the heck that means, at the Central Ohio Radio Reading Service, or as I call it, the Radio Reading Ranch. We would love to air your Blind Handyman show Saturdays at 11 a.m. If you would like us to air your show, man, that's wonderful. Could you or have someone send us some shows? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he will need some well, shows. He will, we can we'll do that. get them right up there to him. Right? Uh, exactly. We can do it. Oh, we yeah. already got a mailer address ready to oh, go. Yeah. We're going to air one this Monday at 11 a.m. downloaded from the ACB radio uh, uh, to see how people like it. But we've already put it in our schedule because we love it and democracy rules, right? Yes, it does. I'm 49 or will be in September. My dad is a retired contractor and I know how to do nothing. <laughs> I am great at talking about work. I've tried to cut grass and things like that, but I'm uh-huh. bad at mechanical things. The last person who asked for patience wound up with 24 kids, so I haven't asked for any lately. <laughs> uh, my snail mail is Central Ohio Radio Reading Service, uh, you know, in, in Columbus, Ohio, blah, blah, blah. And uh, if you ever want to have someone on your show who knows nothing, I'm your guy. <laughs> so if you want some confirmation that I know nothing, I'll give you my wife, ex-wife's phone number, and she'll tell you, hey, uh, while you have her on the phone, go ahead and borrow some money from her for that new tool you've been wanting. She has plenty of it. Hell, most of it's mine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look forward to hearing from you soon. Chuck, <laughs> that's See, a good email. This Very guy's good. got to go on the cruise. We've got to have this guy. <laughs> got to. Uh, he's something else. He seems to be. The only thing he didn't give us is XY's phone number. We might actually want to I'll call him. And then you, <laughs> a, a similar story like the pro basketball player that was talking about that, about womanizing, you know, womanizing. He said, yeah. why would you? He said, because when you, every time you see another woman, he says, I'm going to give half of everything I own for that. <laughs> Yeah. I, said, yeah. I said, instead of getting married, I'm just going to find some girl I hate and buy her a house. Yeah. <laughs> what a deal. What's the difference, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it, it, you know, just, just a little aside, Any anybody that wants to run this show on a radio reading service, if you have a radio reading service you want to run it, go to acb.org and go to the archives and get shows, or we'll mail them to you. Doesn't make any difference. But if you're going to run it, Please let us know that you're running it. Uh, you know, not that that makes any difference, and you don't have to do that. But we'd like to know that you're running it just for our own information. So when we're telling people about the show, we can say it's on in this city and that city. And so if you're running the yeah. show, let us know that you are. But if you want some shows, we've got forty. 
six of them mp3 compressed on a disc and we'll be glad to shoot you one if you want it and if you want them we'll mail you the current show we haven't got that up and going yet but we're going to start mailing current shows to radio reading services so if you want to run it be my guest yeah hey hey, hey. yeah uh, here's one from Tim Ford. He said, I had to laugh on, the set of no- on this set of notes because over the years, keeping my sockets organized has been one of the biggest problems when working on cars. Now, one of the problems is that I always try to work with too small a toolbox, so it makes it harder to organize things. My wife recently bought me a fairly large tool chest, so all of a sudden I had the space to try some of these tool organizational tricks. Yeah. Now, I'm watching this list with great interest to see if someone out there has an idea on marking exact sizes. I know I could do something with tags, but the thought of having to work around tags, especially with sockets where you would need to remove them in most cases, causes me not uh, causes me to not want to try that approach. One thing that I thought of only recently at least helped solve that metric versus American size problem you can use any old grinding wheel to very quickly make a mark or a small flat spot on a wrench or socket. Uh huh. In my case, uh, lost my place. In my place, this flat spot means metric. Be careful though, because I was surprised at how quickly a bench a bench grinder will remove metal from tools. I bet you. I thought the hardness of these kinds of tools would uh, have made for slow or very slow grinding, yeah. but it took only a quick touch to make a mark that was deep enough to find quickly. Now, it took me only 30 years to think of this, and this is from uh, Tim Ford. Thank you, Tim. Right, yeah. yeah Tim. I often thought that you could, if you got a sighted person to help, because the metric idea is a good idea, but why not just line them up and put a nail down, like, in other words, lay them on a flat board, your, your sockets, each socket, from the smallest to the largest, and put a nail down them where they just, I mean, they'd be on that nail. So if you wanted, you know, get you got one-eighth, uh, uh, quarter-inch, uh, three-eighths, half-inch, right? Yeah. So you just, just go up the list, and if you wanted a half-inch, you'd know it was the fourth one. you just count it because they, 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 I guess they, they go in eighths or sixteenths. Sometimes they go in sixteenths. Yeah. But you have to figure that out, and so you'd, they'd each be on a little individual peg or a nail or, or something. You could even hang this thing on the wall. And and so you. But then you know. I know you know it's sort of like we talked about measuring things before. Does it really make any difference actually what the measurement is? And the same thing kind of with the tools. That I, I've always rather than grab like a half inch or a quarter inch or whatever, gone more just kind of picked one up and checked to see if it was the right size. That, that's not what really I mean. caring what it was labeled, just as long as it would fit the. Well, I never know. Nut, what, I never know what size I need. I mean, I have no, you know, a that's lot of guys. Me. I don't have a clue either. I've seen guys that could, you know, side guys that could just look at the boat and go, "Give me a three eight, sir." Yeah, oh, sure. Drive yeah. yeah. But open, yeah. open in seven sixteenths <laughs> yeah. out there, Clyde. Yeah. You know, but uh, I can't. Can you? I, I would mark my tools, but I can't find them, and I can see <laughs> some. <laughs> I never can. I just had to borrow what I need. Stuff you need. But the biggest thing is, yeah, keeping your metric and your American tools separated. Because, man, between an American socket and a metric of are, are, are so identical, at least the two together, when you set them side by side, the same sockets, man, you, you, you would have to man, try them you, both just to... If you really get one truly. that's a little loose, don't use it. Yeah. It, I was going to say, you'll, you'll smash it. a knuckle, oh, yeah. man. Oh, I, I, yeah. Or you'll... Ta- you'll and you'll, you strip the... 
you'll write out that wrench. Oh, I mean, sure, you, you will. Socket or whatever you got. If it's not exactly the right size, don't use it because it'll you'll you'll end up going around. It'll start slipping, and you've ruined a socket. Sure have. Uh, my wife bought me. I didn't think I was going to like this toolbox, but she bought me a big from my birthday a couple of years ago. A big toolbox with drawers in it, and I've got uh, let's see sockets. I have my sockets in two boxes under the top drawer, and then I just have miscellaneous tools, but then I have three big, four, let's see, three big drawers and two small ones, so like I have things that cut in one drawer, or things that, things that, that open, like scissor things in one drawer, right? I have screwdrivers in one drawer, then I have things that do wood, like hammers and little planers and, fi- and files and stuff, and it's... I've been in my box the same way. Man, I'm a nut for organization. Organization, I, man. I just am. I'm a, I'm a, I even... All the pliers and cutting type things in yeah, one drawer. and 5,000 <laughs> CDs right? laying around oh, yeah. this studio. Yeah. I have no idea what any of them are. Well, <laughs> what I did is I just went to Walmart and bought me a tool set that had all these sockets in it, the metrics and the regular. And the then kept it all together. And then I just keep it in the box, see. Yeah. yeah. And, and there you have yeah, it. Yeah, because the boxes have the socket holders actually yeah. in a lot of the toolboxes you get now. And, you know, so. but and sometimes for the, kind of the little quick jobs, you know, you need to do something. I'll tell you, that's a, a couple of things that I've seen on the on television for 1995. Like there's this universal socket I've got thing one. that will fit just several sizes. And those are handy to grab when you, you know, it's just a light, yeah, for light a quick, little light job. you have. And uh, they're pretty good. It's and, not bad. It, they have little ball bearings in there that yeah. some way or another fit around the bolt or the head of the nut or whatever you're going to do, and they work pretty good. And they make a box-in wrench that's similar yeah. that, that'll sort of a self-adjusting and it'll fit several three, really? four, five sizes. Yeah. And, and I've uh, never seen that. Well, it, yeah, it's a it's, yeah, box-in. I mean, it's a closed circle yeah. kind of thing, and it, it's an adjustable type thing. The one I've got is just a socket, and I've got it on the end of a handle. It's laying on the workbench in the garage, and if you just want to do something light, it's it'll... Yeah, it'll if you don't want to find the exact thing. All right, we got a, we have a guest, Donald Sean? We do. We have a guest coming up in, uh, after the break, in fact. From, and his name is? His, his name is Gail Crow from right. Nebraska. Really? Yeah. From hey. Nebraska. Home of large women and <laughs> beef. And like Only kidding. Just, it was, it's a joke. Big, big a, football player a, type. Big football women. player type. And anyway, it's, uh, I love them all. Every one of them. I've married several. But uh, we'll be back in a minute more of the Blind Handyman. Hang on. Blind 
handyman subscribe at yahoogroups.com. Email us often and give us your opinion. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our shows, give us your contact information. Do you remember? Craig, confidential investigator. Adventure Box 13. Captain Midnight. The Cavalcade of America. Kondo. The magician. The incomparable Charlie Chan. The Cisco Chip. Dangerous assignment. Dimension X. Dragnet. If you love old-time radio, point your browser to www.otrcat.com. You'll find thousands of old-time radio shows just waiting for you, and the price is right. That's www.otrcat.com. From Amos and Andy to X-1, this is The Source. www.otrcat.com. is the blind handyman on acb radio mainstream be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often blindhandyman at hotmail.com now here is more of the show with don shaw you know i'll be reading down the list every once in a while checking the mail on the list for that day and i'll be reading along and i'll just read across something i'll say man we need this guy for a guest and same thing the other day, I was reading this email that uh, this man wrote about uh, cutting down a, a big elm tree, a 30-foot elm tree, with this chainsaw. And I said, man, we need, to, we need to have this guy on for a guest, and that's what we've done. Uh, our guest today is Gail Crow from Nebraska. How are you doing today? Oh, just fine. Good to have you here on the show, you and your chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, and... and uh... Hopefully we can make it pretty entertaining and informative. In, in, in fact, could you start it for us right now? <laughs> Fire it up. I guess. I guess not. That's you know, Gail, thing. they made a they made a movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I guess we can adapt it to Nebraska. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and you are. I think Don said that you are are, are totally blind. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, hopefully, you're, if you and your wife are cutting down big trees, she can see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she um. Is sighted. She's now my ex-wife. We've just unfortunately gone through a divorce, but well, at the time she was sighted. Together we've got eight or ten of those. It happens here. It, it does. At, at the time you said she was sighted, now she's probably short-sighted. Is that what yeah. you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Damn, Pat may have won the one line of the day just right there. What a deal. Just without yeah. anything else. So, so how long have you been blind, Gail? <clears throat> uh, since birth. I have birth. Uh, retinopathy of prematurity. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. And it's not going to get any better, is it? No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> well, I guess that's the way it goes. And and you are what age, sir? I'm 44. 44. So you're getting up there. You're, you're closing in on us. You'll never catch us, but you're... Uh... Closing. Closing in. What do you... Do you have a... Are you gainfully employed or not? Yes, I am, actually. Um, I own a vending machine uh, business here yeah. in Nebraska. All right. part of the business enterprise program. Okay. And that's set up by the state or, or who... Yes, uh, the state basically furnishes the machines and the first uh, inventory, 
And then from then on, you know, I'm responsible for running it uh, as a business and providing the inventory. And You're on your own from then on, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, do you have, a, you have a driver? I guess you have a driver that takes you around. Yes, uh-huh. I have a driver. Drives you around to, to uh, and services the machines and clean out those cash boxes and refill them and and you, well I do all that he just drives me around and goes and gets the the pop and candy out of the car when I need it yeah, and you do the loading of the and machine. I do the loading and all the service work so yeah. it's, what a deal it's kind of a team deal they 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 allow you to hire you hire your own driver and and um, pay them what you want to pay them pay them a fair wage I guess whatever uh, I mean the state has no control over that that's what I'm where I'm trying to come from that's right yeah. Okay, how long have you been doing this? Uh, about five years. Is that right? Well, did you obviously, uh, did you go to college? Did you go to the blind school? How did you tell us about your education? Well, I went through uh, 12 years of public school. Really? And then I also went through college. No kidding. Um, I um, uh, didn't get the degree, but I got through my junior year uh, as a mass mm. communications major with an emphasis on radio broadcasting and a minor in uh, public relations. Math, oh, math, uh, math, uh, communication. mass communication. Mass communication. Mass communication. I was trying to get math and and uh, and radio television at the same. I didn't know. So you wanted to be a, a, a radio person, or what did you? Was that what you what you yeah. thought you might want to uh-huh. do? Yeah, yeah, and I worked in radio for about five years. Um, really? Yeah, at a couple of different stations, and then um, got out of that. Uh, and moved back into the to the big city and mm-hmm. and married my wife shortly after that. Well, did you ever work at KRVN in Lexington, Nebraska? No, um, I I until about five years ago I lived in Denver. Oh, you lived in Denver. Denver. Okay, well, you didn't work at KOA either, I guess, did you? No, no. no unfortunately, no. I worked for a <laughs> I, little I station either. in a town called Pueblo, which is in southern Colorado. Yeah, play as a disc jockey, playing records on the radio. Or what? Yes, uh huh. Is yep. that right? And that's, I guess you fell in love with radio as a youngster. Yeah, I did. Yeah. There are so many of us. I talked to a guy Sunday night from California who who said, Phil, guess what I used to do? I used to sit up all night long, turning around on the AM radio to see what stations I could get. Really? Does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> yes, it does. Phil, does that, have you ever done that? Both the AM band and shortwave. <laughs> have you, have you, you, shortwave. Have, you have done that once or twice, and your mama going, Did you go to bed and turn that thing off? You know. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, and I can't figure out how to get a, a program together of us radio nuts, because there's lots of us. That needs to happen. It, it does, because I, you know, I fell in love with, I knew what I wanted to do uh, from the time I was eight years old. I, I was yeah. going to be a disc jockey, and, and I did. I did lots of radio. For lots of years, but there ain't no money in it, and it'll lead you to an early grave. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it, it was fun. It was it was great. To, and I, I guess it was for you too. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't I would not miss that experience for anything. Now, were you doing country, a top forty, or what? Uh, middle of the road, basically, with a lot of country and a lot of lot of soft rock and yeah. adult contemporary. You know, we, we did you a little did, bit of everything. You did production. You did commercials and. Uh, did you do you get in the production room and, and play or, or what? Oh yeah, yeah, I did that too. Uh-huh. But you ran out of a radio job. How'd you get to Nebraska? What would bring a guy from Colorado yeah, to Nebraska? Yeah, no kidding. Jesus. Well, Denver is just getting so big, and uh, I have a couple of kids, and we just decided that it would be safer to raise our kids in a smaller town. Well, you're right about that. And so we moved uh, to Nebraska, and uh-huh. about uh, well, back in 1997, I believe it was. And um, and uh, found a job up there and have been there ever since. Yeah. Is that when you kind of got into vending after you moved to Nebraska then? Yes, uh-huh. 
You and, and I got uh, into the vending machines after I moved to Nebraska and uh, did that. And then I branched out into uh, selling candy and snacks to businesses on a uh, uh, and on a route where you'd go to different towns and take a cart in and set it up and sell to the business employees. Yeah. I did that for about three years, and then my wife is my ex-wife is currently doing that part of the business. And so that's that's that she got that in the divorce, did you? Yeah, she, she got that in the divorce, and and I got I the vending machines. Yeah. You got the machines. My wife got my Slim Quitman records. Uh, when, <laughs> I, I didn't understand why the judge would do that, but. Anyway, they all got to get something. So, and you do this vending thing, and and I get did, did Don said something about you had uh, fixed up houses, fixed up some houses and sold them, or what? Tell us about that. Tell yeah, that was that was uh, one of the things that we did in Denver. We would buy and sell fix-up houses. That's we'd, a neat thing to do. We'd buy a house for around fifty thousand dollars, and we'd turn around and a month later sell it for about seventy-five thousand. After you had come in and put in... After we'd come in and, and done whatever rehab work needed to be done. Remodeled the bathrooms, sometimes the kitchens, uh, put sheetrock up, um, you know, done redone electrical if need be, plumbing, whatever. How much of this did you do? I mean, did you... Did you Majority hire? of it. Is that right? Mm -hmm. so you the only thing my wife really did is she did the painting. I can't paint. You can't? Can't paint. Well, I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah, blind folks. That's right. But she just... did the painting, and she did like on drywall. She did the texturing and and whatnot. But yeah. I did the the taping and the installation, and you know all the rest of it. Hey, you you lifted that heavy sheetrock and tacked it up, and, and uh, yep. And you did uh, did learn to do a lot of plumbing and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, because if you own the house, no matter where it is or what it is, you can you can the city codes most times will let you do the work yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I need to uh, take some lessons from you. Uh, I bought a house for seventy thousand and spent a fortune on it and sold it for seventy thousand. What's what? Where did I go wrong? <laughs> That's not the way to do that. <laughs> no, no it, it's not. So basically, these were—I I have no idea what the housing market would be like in Denver, but these were. Would you would you say lower income houses, lower priced houses, or medium, or what? Uh, lower. Lower price houses. Lower cash value houses, and, and uh, you know, like I said, you'd buy, they were fix-ups. They needed a yeah. fair amount of work done, and, and uh, you know, you'd buy those and fix it up, make it look real pretty, and turn around and, and uh, sell it and make a pretty good chunk of change. You know, that's pretty yeah. good in any market, because I, I have some friends here, believe it or not, and they're elderly. Uh, I mean, they're actually older than I am, and... Uh, they're well, probably they are on their thing. they're probably on their seventh or eighth. They buy a house and move in. Now they stay sometimes like for a year or nine months. Yeah. And uh and they'll do whatever the house kind of needs and they you know they scout up the neighborhood that they're buying into. But they they do this as kind of to a supplement to their retirement. What a sure. deal, man. And and make extra money uh, doing that. But I mean, they these folks you're talking about, Pat, actually live in the house. Yeah, they'll go move in it yeah. and stay there while, while they're working on it. Whereas you didn't you didn't do that. No, I no. didn't do that. We we just buy the house and live someplace else and put a month of fairly intensive work into it and then you know turn around and sell it and, and move on to another one. A guy could uh, a guy could make a could make a good chunk of change. I got some friends in Texas City who are doing that. Unfortunately, they're hiring all the work done, so that cuts you know that oh, yeah. that cuts it down big time. Oh, it cuts really it so, profit. so I guess you got a chance. Of course, we. You know, we're talking to blind handy, but we consider every project we do as an excuse to buy tools. Yeah, oh, yeah. I guess you ended up probably, or did she get those? No, unfortunately I didn't. Mama, Mama didn't get those tools, or did you, who ended up with them? Uh, she did. She did? She did, unfortunately. Man, my wife's a lawyer. You should have called me. 
<laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been divorced so many times and it cost so much, I just figured, hell, I'll marry a lawyer this time. That's uh-huh. right. <laughs> quite, uh, quite, uh, you might think about that, uh, Gail, uh, next time you... Well, maybe he was. Oh, maybe. maybe, maybe. <laughs> so she got the tools and you got to start over, huh? Yeah. Summer. Yeah. That's, that's not good. No. <laughs> but you, you got the, I bet, let me guess, you got the kids in the vending route, right? Um... She got custody of the kids, and she got the the snack route, and then I got the vending machine. And she got all the tools. And she got all the tools and got the house and got all the debts. Remember, alcohol will help. (laughs) The house Um, and the debts. And how about that mighty chainsaw? Tell us about the chainsaw. <laughs> Does she, did, do y'all share custody of that? Do you <laughs> well, that that had that had gone that had gone long before this came about. Is that uh, right? <laughs> I haven't really needed it much in the last couple of years. Uh, blank, the thing about chainsaws, I've, I've got a couple. I've got a small one, and then my brother-in-law and I have a bigger one. But they they're so noisy. They are that they just terrify me. I mean, you just. It's just the, the noise is so intense that I'm I'm petrified by it. But I guess you you what you do put earplugs in or just nut up and do it or what? Well, yeah, earplugs is the best way. Now, yeah. the one I used mostly was electric, but um, you know, and that, that's not that bad. That's that's not really much more noisy than like a, a table saw. Oh yeah, they're quiet. We got one of those. They're neat. Well, I never thought of that. These are both gas. I mean, you pull them and. And, yeah, they go. Mm-hmm. And you can't talk from then on. Oh, no, no. The only thing that was worse, that was, that was absolutely worse, was remember that wood splitter we rented, Sean? Yeah, man, that was you annoying. Talk, oh, yeah, those annoying. things are real bad. That, oh, but yeah. uh, we yeah. certainly weren't afraid of that. We, uh, and it was funny and I, noisy. Don and I split a lot of wood. They told us. <laughs> we'll, we'll, they brought it and said, I think I told us, we'll, we'll show you how to work this when we get home. And they weren't out the driveway. We were splitting wood with it. Firing it up. Boy, uh-huh. I can't wood. see much better than I can. So, oh, yeah. It was so, neat. What was your your reason for cutting down this giant tree? Was this, this elm was tree, firewood, man. or what were you? What were it was you? it was it was dying, and it was becoming a major hazard to the house and to the street. And this tree was actually it's about sixty foot tall. Good uh, the base of it was about thirty three inches in diameter. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm oh. using a sixteen inch blade on an electric chainsaw man. to cut oh, this. Oh man! Um, climbed up in the tree using a couple of ladders. Um, and did some top work, did some... And did some, some, yeah, topped it off first and uh, cut down some of these branches. But these branches were tree size in themselves. They were about 15 inches in diameter. Yeah. And they, they were so big, they stuck out over the street. Oh, man. <laughs> and so you get involved in cutting it, and, and so some fool comes and parks under there. And, you know, <laughs> my wife tells him, you know, hey, this thing is going to fall. And he gave her a little bit of lip, and then he finally moved on, which was good because I had cut through about halfway at that point. Yeah, and she was hollering, uh, Gail, hold it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I, well, I, I, I knew it. he was down there because I'd heard him stop, and I'm mm. I'm praying that that thing isn't totally rotten the rest of the way through and didn't fall, but yeah. it didn't. See, what a great blind experience. How many blind guys have got the nerve to do that, you know? Yeah. So you're really. up in this tree with this electric chainsaw, and the guy's parked his car, so he finally moved, and you cut those these mighty branches down. Is What is what is, uh, what is it, elm tree? Yeah. What is that wood good for? Is it good to cook with or burn with? What is it, softwood or hardwood? Um, it, When it's alive, it's fairly soft, but it gets hard pretty quick when it's... Yeah. When it's uh, to burn. After it, it, it wouldn't be any good to cook with and isn't any good to burn, is it? It's no, just, not really. It's just junk wood. I so, guess. Gail, how, to the, when, before, if you've been blind, I think you said all your life, 
tell me, how, how did you approach, what made you think you could use a chainsaw? Or, or how, did, how did, yeah. did somebody describe it to you, or did you get one and examine it? How did you know even how to use it? Well, um, my dad used to use a chainsaw when I was a kid. Okay. And, uh, you know, he had one of those gas models. Well, I didn't, didn't really dare touch that one because it was an older one and didn't have very many safety features. But I've always been the type that blindness is, is a nuisance, and that's basically all it is. And, and I was raised from, from the time I was very young uh, doing that kind of stuff. I mean, when I, was, when I was five, Dad would be doing something out in the garage, and he gave me this big old chunk of log and a hammer and nails and, to play with. That's and good. so I'm five years old and just, you know, driving nails. Hammering Even, nails, like, yeah. Well, just do it, you know? Yeah. That's what it takes, well, man. You're, you're really probably no more likely to hit your finger than a sighted kid would be. I mean, you know where that's your right. finger is just as well as it... As yeah, well as that's you, right. That's right. You, and that's, that's good. The parents who raise children like that uh, usually end up with successful blind children. Every you, story we hear is like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. and I've heard so, since I started doing blind like me, I've heard so many yeah. of, of parents that were, you know, if your kid's going to run into a, a post, let him. Yeah, that's you right. Know, you, you might say, hold it, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. but you do it, you know. Right. And, you know, and yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a doctor that, that gave them that lecture um, when they first found out I was blind and basically said, hey, this kid is normal. Let him do anything your other two boys would do. That's you know? great. If he wants to do it, let him do it. And that's basically been their philosophy and, and you know, what's happened. And a guy would have charged you $600 to have taken out this tree, at least. Uh, closer to about 1500 I've had some taken down, and it's an expensive. You wouldn't think it, it is, is but it's an, it's an expensive proposition. We've got a, some woods, and they say that if you have any timber, you lose 15% of it a year, and I believe it. Yeah. yeah. We've always got to get, yeah, always you know, having to. There's a couple back of the swimming pool right now that, that are out that need to come down. Uh -huh. I had an oak tree in my yard over here on Allendale, probably 12 inches in diameter. A little, and I, you know, I don't know what, what age that would be, but it just fell. I mean, just it really? was probably 40 feet, well, 30 feet tall, and it just broke off right at the ground and fell. Wow. It had some kind of disease. Yeah. Whoa. So think of all the money you could make if you came down here. Okay? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> all the string cutting, man. You put your chains on the case and fly to Lufkin. Think of all that. Because we've, we've always got trees. So you got, you got the limbs off, and you've decided even with this short bladed chainsaw, you cut around it, you kept circling, or... Or how did you? How did well, you... I wedged. I basically cut a, a nice big wedge out of it, and then mm -hmm. I just uh, started working. Cut down into the wedge. Right? Cut down into the wedge yeah. and kind of worked on one side, and then I, like you say, I kind of circled it yeah. and went to the other side, and I got into the middle, and, and it was sure enough, it was rotten in the middle. Yeah. And so it started to wobble a little bit, and I said, <laughs> "Okay, time to time to quit this," and and um, I, you know. Tried to figure out which way it looked like it wanted to go. That was my next question. Yeah. How did you? How did you? I guess because you had a sighted wife then. Well, we just uh, basically that that particular time I was doing that one that one by myself. Oh, she uh, wasn't the she, uh, bottom part. She was gone. She wasn't there. Yeah, she was gone. She was oh. working. What we didn't ask Gail is this is is cutting down the tree what caused the divorce? <laughs> that would be the question, wouldn't it? To ask. It had nothing to do with your divorce. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that didn't have anything to do with it. We're we're rather insensitive jerks, Gail. Don't pay any attention. We'll to ask we, anything. We've I all, know. 
We've all been through divorces, and we know what they're like. Uh, so uh, you were there by yourself. I, I don't know if I'd have done that, uh, my boy, but you did. It'd be yeah, tricky, did. man. How did you decide? Which? What if it fallen on the house? What were you going to do? Say, I wonder how you explained it to the Well, it was, it was 25 from the house, and, I mean, we're, the bottom piece was only about 10 foot tall. By the so, time you cut off the rest of the tree. Oh, you'd worked it down to where it was only about 10 feet. Yeah, I'd worked okay. it down the rest of the way, and, okay. and so it wasn't so bad. And, and uh, you know, I knew it wasn't going to hit the house. The worst thing yeah. it could do was take out part of the chain-link fence. Uh-huh. And but, um, uh, so I started cutting. Like I said, it started getting wobbly, and I could feel that it was wobbling more one way. And fortunately, that way was toward the fence. So I said, okay, that's fine. That's the way you want to go. So I just stood on the other side and finished cutting it through. And, and you know, put my weight against it as I was cutting it, and it just went that way. Pushed with one hand and cut with the other hand. Uh-huh. That'd be a mighty tree yeah. trunk, though, for that size chainsaw, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was It was interesting. I admire your, I admire your spunk, I'll tell you that. That's, yeah. uh, that's, I don't know if I would have tackled that or not. I've never done one, and I'm too old to start now. <laughs> well, I started out on, on a lot smaller and, and yeah. worked my way up, so to speak. And of course, the neighbors all loved it. I mean, they're, they're yeah, they always the curtains flapping, you know. They probably still chainsaw. There's a blind guy out there with yeah. a chainsaw. Folks will get away from a blind guy with a chainsaw. They won't have much to do with you. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll clear you. You could you could walk through anywhere with one, and they wouldn't they wouldn't mess with you too much. Probably not. Oh. Well, we got to go and do a couple other things, but uh, you've been a, a good guest. We appreciate you coming and sharing your, your tree-cutting experience and your life experience uh, with us. Well, and, I appreciate uh, being, you know, having the opportunity. and, and um, Come go on the cruise with us. Come go on the cruise with we'll us, have man. Fun. Um, <laughs> we'll find you a sighted woman to go. There's lots of them out there. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I was <clears throat> trying to get over that. Anyway, thank you much, and uh, the show will be on this Friday night, sir. Thank you, and we'll talk with you. See you, uh -huh. Dale. Mm -hmm. All right, back with more. Don, Don Shaw, our, our mystery subject in just a moment more, The Blind Handyman Show. Investigator. Old Venture. Box 13. Captain Midnight. 
the cavalcade of America. Kondo, the magician. The incomparable Charlie Chan. The Cisco Tip. Dangerous assignment. Dimension X. Dragnet. If you love old-time radio, point your browser to www.otrcat.com. You'll find thousands of old-time radio shows just waiting for you, and the price is right. That's www.otrcat.com. From Amos and Andy to X-1, this is The Source. www.otrcat.com. to The Blind Handyman on ACB Radio Mainstream. If you have an idea for a topic or project you would like us to discuss, let us know at our address, blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, back to the show with Don Patterson. Okay, we're back here. It was a uh, good guest. I enjoyed Gail there. Interesting. Kind of, yeah. Got a good yeah. sense nice of humor, guy. and I'll guarantee you, any totally blind guy that wants to cut down a big tree with a chainsaw is a dirty thing to do. Yeah. We were thinking that we box of Kleenex. The divorce happened yesterday, and we're making fun of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well. Idiots that we are. Get over it, Gail. There's always another one around us. <laughs> always another. There'll be another <laughs> by. They're like, uh, like You'll get you know, no sympathy here, Gail. Boy, you won't. Anyway. <laughs> a lot anyway, of divorces here. So now, maybe, maybe we're... We're fixing to start on a new venture here. Maybe this is a new segment of the Blind Handyman Show. Anyway, our, our boy Don Shaw, we call him the Shaw Boy here, is uh, going to come up and he won't tell us exactly what it is. It's kind of the mystery question of discussion. Is. So here he is right now, Don Shaw. Actually, hey. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we are going to a new subject here from chainsaws to plumbing. We need it. Hell of a deal, oh, isn't okay. it? We need it, my boy. Anyway, the question is, uh, a lot of times in houses, uh, in fact, this is the second house that we've lived in that's actually had this problem, and I understand from, the, from knowing kind of the history of the house that we live in now, this has been an ongoing problem now for the last mm, oh, years say. anyway, and it has to do with uh, the washing machine, drain, drain line. Yeah. And uh, in a house that we lived in, in Conroe, we had the same deal about every, oh, two years or so, we'd call a plumber. It would just, you, you would, you'd be washing, everything would be fine, the water would drain out good. Then just all at once, you'd just notice that uh, the line would start backing up just a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever noticed, if you stand by your washer while it's draining through, it, it's kind of like filling a, a, a glass, and when, when the when the water starts backing up in the drain, you, you can actually can hear it. It's a, there. It's a yeah, yeah. It's a change in frequency. It is. It's a change in frequency, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm getting to that point now again where about halfway through the drain cycle, I need to shut the washer off, oh. especially if you wash two loads back to back, and let it drain down, and then start the washer and let it finish its cycle. 
But anyway, the question is, kind of back to that again, I know at some point going to need to call a plumber probably. We've uh, done the Drano before in the past, you know, and that doesn't do any good. Okay, but what keeps happening? I don't know. This clog probably keeps reforming. I don't know if it's soap, like just soap or whatever that comes from the washer that builds up in the line or whatever. But the question I got for you guys is, I know where the end of this washer line comes out of the foundation at. And it's uh, actually a, a big plug that is, it's a metal plug and it's surrounded actually in a rubber casing that comes out of the edge of the concrete slab. I don't think that's what that is. It's a four inch uh, but it, it is. Show. I think that's a grease trap. No, it's, it's just for the washer. The grease trap is in the front of the house. I found it. I know where it is. This one's just for the washer. And the reason I know that is because the last plumber that was out here like two or three years ago yeah. tried to take the plug out and couldn't. Said it had been in there probably like for 20 years or so. And he did something with a cutting torch and took it out and put me in a new plug. And then I, I, I said, well, that you know, I, I hadn't messed with it since then. That's been like two, two and a half years ago. Anyway, to make a long story short, I was going to go out today and take this plug out of this rubber casing just to release the pressure on the line. I said, well, maybe if I get lucky, it'll just wash the clog out of the line. Yeah. Wishful thinking, I know, but that was the theory behind all this. Anyway, the question is, this metal plug that's in this rubber casing, Yeah. You can put a wrench around it, and you can turn it. You can turn it back and forth. You can turn it to the to the left, like you're unscrewing a plug out of something. And you know, it's hard to turn, uh -huh. but I, I don't think it screws in. They pop out. I think some way it pops out, yeah. but I can't get a grip on it with anything to pop it out. How does it come out? Well, you don't. You channel locks. I tried that, and, and it no won't go. work. And it can, won't. can you get in there in between this that rubber and where it's with turning? With a screwdriver? With a with a crowbar. I, I tried a think. screwdriver, not a crowbar, because but I tried a screwdriver. Right, and couldn't it, get and into it. And it's four inch cast iron pipe, probably. Uh, it, it three inch maybe. Three, cast okay, iron I pipe. had a, I had a similar deal where the plug was missing. You know when I redid mud. But number one on your drain, I mean, this is my opinion, because I had the plumbers over on Allendale several times. Yeah. And these houses are probably similar in age. Right. Uh, mine's yeah. 33, 34 Allendale house. I don't know how old the Norris Street house is, but plumber explained to me, you know, they'll come out as often as you call them and, and, and do their little roto rooter and they can kind of get it going, but... He explained to me that probably with the settling of the house, this line has leveled out. It's lost its grade. Yeah. And that's why I wound up running a new one. The thing over there, you're probably would be coming out of brick someplace. But well, it comes out actually just below the brick through the slab. If you could uh, at some point, and, and what you would need to know if you ever, if, if you or we go fool with that and never get that plug out of there, we need to see if that line drains. In other words, your problem may be pre-entry to that main line. You know, your your P-trap could be, uh, so like what I did, I just went around the house when I ran my new line and tied back into the old line, but I was past where this, where, yeah, this where leveling was out was. Up. Well, you know, this, of course, this is a house that I lived in for a long time that Don, and I had to plumber out there a half dozen times, and uh, so, several times he got on the roof and came down through the vent pipe and fixed it. Uh -huh. So what I always thought is there is, every winter there's some squirrel going 
well, gee, this would be a good place to hide my nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll put some cheese in here, uh-huh. crackers and pimentos and, you know. Yeah. So I always figured that's got to be what's happening. And I always thought, I'm going to get up there and put a screen. I never did it, but I've seen him get up on the roof and go down, put a long sink down through there, and bingo, it worked. But, uh, Shaw, also, I would check my disclosure and see if he bothered to mention ongoing problem. I think it was stopped up when he bought the house. The ongoing problem. That, remember, that was an as-is price. Mary had a fit. I would have said what I wanted, and I finally took an as-is price. As-is I think it was probably stopped up when he bought it, wasn't it? But every, every couple of years, that drain has done that, and I bought that house second owner of that house in 1978. Well, the reason why I'm certain of it was because when I bought mine, I know they had had problems with no one. Everyone that had lived in this house had had the similar problem. In the, yeah. And the, like I say, the plumber just said what the house is settled enough where that line is flattened out. And it's hard to go. I wanted to drill back in there and try to get under the kitchen where this is and fix it. But he said, you know, we don't know what we'd run into. So... I did my. But, you know, in thing. the but position that Shaw's washer is in, would be easy it to run. would be really oh, yeah. easy to run auxiliary line. A, a new line yeah. and go just come out through that brick there where you, you know, in the back of the house and put it just down close and go around the house and tie into the sewer. It it'd, would. it'd be cheap Super and easy. easy if yeah. you get through the wall, it'd be easy enough to do. But we got to figure out how, how you get, how we but plug. A mason drill. That's fair. Yeah, getting back to that plug. Is, is it supposed to? Pry out or, or just pull straight out. I think you're going to use it. And I, th- I bet you some plumbing companies have a thing because mine was set in like that. And I think they have something. It's almost like, like a, a wheel, pull a wheel pull or something. Exactly. That's what and I was thinking. They'll pull it it straight out. You don't think you, put, you put, couldn't put device grips on it? I tried that. If you could get a hard enough hole. Now, if you could, that's if, the problem. It, they kept, there's not really anything to grip on too much. It, is it like a hex head nut? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, if a guy had a strong enough drill bit, you could drill a hole through that hex head nut and put you a bar in there. But I, I, on this deal, I might try to call a, a I'd call Loggins or somebody. Uh, I'm sure we're going to end up having to call. I was curious how that, how that dang plug came out, okay, really. Okay, but if you ever but, got it off. Why couldn't you put a handle on it? Oh, it could. If I ever get it off. If you, if you ever get it off, you I'll do put some sort of a handle on it, something that you can hook. Even if the plumber pulls it. If, if the yeah. plumber comes back out and pulls it this time, I'll go two days later and get it myself. The problem is the plumber came two, two and a half years ago, put in the new plug, and I hadn't messed with it since then, so now it's hard to pull again. Well, That's I got, the problem. I got news for you. I didn't even know it was there. Well, it's there, and well, it's... I wasn't nearly as into handyman stuff then as I am now. I would, I would. And see, like I say, if you were lucky and the obstruction was before it got to that line, that would be a good entry point for your new line. I don't really think it is, though, because the problem is when this thing starts, and the reason I don't think it's up close to, like, the trap is because... The water has to drain down a while yeah. before it starts backing up. Well, so I think it's somewhere further down. See, mine down would the... do that, though. I could I could tell when mine was getting where it was not going to work. And it was just a matter of me. I probably, when I went around the house and, and entered back in, I entered in a, in a clean-out plug. Yeah. That's where I, where I did. Now, this is a clean-out plug, and, I think, and, is Well, that's it where is. I put but, my okay, new line. Right, okay, let me ask you this. Why does your drain go that way, Pat Shaw? It, that's not logical. Does, I mean, does, you your drain, does your drain go straight down? Because I know where your washer is. So we, we're saying, we're thinking that it goes straight down and then ac- into the foundation and then and across. across to this plug to and then on down into the sewer. Well, your P-trap is... Your I think it's just a clean-out place, yeah. actually. There's no P-trap on a washing machine, is there? Yeah. 
Oh, is it? Down in the concrete, there should be. There's a trap. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know why they ran that part over there. Oh, come on. Somebody answer that. I don't... I don't no, I, don't. I have one. I mean, I know. The tr there's a trap. Yeah. On on the washing machine. Uh -huh. Somewhere down in the slab, there's a, there's a little elbow that goes down. So, and then, our other sewer gas would come back in your... Yeah, I think it's got oh, a trap, too. That's, you got something there. That's yeah. true. That's but true. the logical place to put this plug seems like it would have been just there in the back on the foundation. Well, I thought you said somewhere. that's where it was. No, where is it's it? on the side by the ditch. Actually, oh, it's on her side, is. on Mary Ann's side over yeah, there by yeah, the ditch. Yeah, yeah. Because that's your line probably runs in at an angle in that house. Uh, like, you've got your kitchen. Is there real close to your Well, they, they clean that plug for the whole house. The whole main big thing is out in front of well, the house. Well, see, my, my so, clean, I have two clean I know where it is. in the front of my house. But then I had one in the back by the kitchen window. And that's where I wound up tying in. Well, it's so. logical for that to come across that way. I was thinking you said it was on the back of the house. Yeah. No. So here's the thing. We, we, if you get the plug out, you know that I have an electric, a snake on a drill. Uh, no. Well, I do. Actually, I, I didn't. You're welcome to it if you need it. I got, a, I got a snake on a drill. And some guy wrote on the list the other day, I don't know if they're hard to handle. <clears throat> but once you get it down in the drain... Uh, they wouldn't be any harder to handle for me or anybody else because you can't see what well, it's you doing can't anyway. See it anyway, it? once it's down in there, you're not going to know. But I've got I've got a snake uh, a snake on the end of a drill. If you need, if you want, well, if I can get the plug out, I might consider that because man, that should be the thing to run it up from right there, wouldn't it? And see if it was between there and the washer. Wouldn't yeah. it be nice? Oh sure, it would. Um, but I'm going to try prying that. I'll, I'll try the idea you said about with the crowbar or screwdriver. Yeah, whatever well, I can get in there. Well, then also, if you, if, and I've got one someplace. We'd have to buy a bottle and think Phil's got one. Get a settling torch, and you need to heat up, heat up the outside. I've got that'll one of those. Enlarge. That'll expand it, and the plug would be smaller. Heat up around the outside, and maybe it'll pop loose. That's a thought. I've got uh, one of those torches. If so. we don't get some email on this, we're going to quit this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's we it. We're out of here. Right. Some we email. ought to get some email on this. Don, Charles, that washer drain on there, if you could solve it, problem. Uh, I'm sure that's one of the reasons Read I sold it. Read your disclosure, show. Plumber City. I don't think. I think I wrote it in Braille, and I can't write Braille. But that's yeah. What I think I did. What a deal. Anyway, man. another one gone. Forty-six guys. Yes, it is. Yeah. How about forty-six? Fifty-two in spite of ourselves. Well, uh, stay tuned if you're listening on ACB Radio, and it's 2003 for Blind Like Me with Phil Parr, Doctor. Bob Peters will be on next. He is a dean of Tyler Junior College right. and has had quite an interesting, an interesting life. I think you'll enjoy. Blind like me is next. And thank you, Don Shaw. Yep, man, good shot. It was good, Patterson. Yes, sir. Enjoy. We didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk about your inspector. We'll save it for next uh, week. Next week. Don next Shaw trashes show. home inspectors. <laughs> Don, <laughs> Patterson. Don Patterson trashes and home Don inspectors. And Don Shaw too, for that and matter. All of us. Thank you, yeah. Tom Houston. He enjoyed it. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. Join the list, Blind Like Me. Uh, subscribe at yahoogroups.com. Blind Handyman. Dash and subscribe. Dash subscribe. Send us some email. Blindhandyman.com will get email to us. We love you. See you on Blind Like Me. Till next week, Phil Parr. I see you said the blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw. Blind Handyman is produced for ACB Radio by Out of Market Productions, 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas. Phone 936-634-9500.